Hello everyone, this is Pastor Scott. And this is Pastor Don from Good Samaritan Lutheran Church here in Las Vegas. And you're listening to Good News from Good Sam, our podcast. This is where we go deeper into our weekly message and give you some spiritual food for the week. So we hope that you enjoy listening today and always feel free to share it with some of your friends as well. Absolutely. We just hope that our time together today will bless you and that will bring you a little bit closer to God and His love for you. I'm Pastor Scott. This is Tommy. Tommy And I am Pastor Don. And we are going to rock this new sermon series, Something New in 22, because we are done with 21. Now, Pastor Scott had some very interesting (laughs) versions of how we might be labeling this uh, next year. I, 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 just, you say? I just said, I hope we don't get to the end of this year and say, we are through with 22. <laughs> and I don't want to have anything to do with what you said. And, I don't. And, yeah, and I, I, I can't. Through with 22 and... I, I, I can't uh, go there. about 23. What did you uh, say? It was really well, funny. I said, I don't want to have to pee on 23. <laughs> <laughs> it was better than that, but anyway. Through with 22... I don't want to be in 23. Hopefully that's not what we're yeah. saying. We're going to be more positive. Yes, we are. We're, we're done, with, done with 21, and we're looking forward to something new in 22. So welcome, guys. Lynn, great to have you with us uh, as well. Dave and Jan are on there, and Mandy oh, yeah. and um, Madeline. Hey, Mandy, I saw your prayer request, and we will be praying for your family. So thanks, thanks for sending that in. Yeah. And that's something, as we kind of go through this, I, I do this on my Monday edition, Good News at News, the, News, the Monday edition uh, as well. If there are any prayer requests, please let us know as we're going through, and we'll try to write them down as soon as I go grab a pen, and um, just make sure that at the end we'll have a quick prayer for everyone, and if there's, we want to make sure that we're pr- lifting up anybody that needs a little bit of special prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and for those of you on the podcast, just uh, just go ahead and... And at the end of this, we encourage you to bow your head and say a, a quick prayer as well. Or Unless you're, you're driving. Yeah. Unless you're driving. <laughs> and Don't when, do it while you're driving. And when you stop driving, you could go to our website and fill out the prayer request form. That's right. There. Yep. Yes. And we'd be happy Always, to pray yes. for you that way, too. That we had uh, Good Sam Praise this morning at 8 o'clock. And Dave and Jan were up early praying, and Connie as well. And so that was... Nice to see others joining us in prayer, too. Pastor, pastor Jim's Jim. on board. Yep. That's good. Pastor Jim is probably the smartest pastor in this congregation. Without, Next to you, Pastor no, Scott. Not Next even, to you. Not even. Yeah. Jim is far and above us. He is a smart, smart fellow. Lucky, lucky man. All right. So let's get going. Yeah. In fact, that's what Krista says. Yeah, that's his wife. That's right, by the way. Yeah, it's an aside note. Yeah. Um, well, before we came over, Natalie and I share an office, and I said she said she was going to hop on, and I said, okay, well, do you have any questions about the sermon? I can bring them over. And she's like, um, yeah, what was the sermon about? <laughs> oh, yeah, we're going deeper right now. I said, oh, I'll make sure I ask that one. It was, it was nice having Natalie here while she last. So, she was with the youth in her defense. Okay, you know what's scary is that she actually heard the sermon three times and she asked that question. <laughs> well, at least so, you didn't ask it. Uh, since you delivered it. Uh, so another question we got was uh, from the sermon was, is that story true about my brother? And it is 98% true. Well, now uh, for the probably people listening on the podcast, what story did you tell? All right. For those of you that don't know, my brother was uh, grew up in Montana. We all, not my brother, but our whole family did. And uh, growing up in Montana, my dad, not everybody in Montana hunts and fishes, but 
a greater percentage of people in Montana do that uh, than, say, Las Vegas, for yeah. instance. Yeah. So I grew up knowing how to hunt and fish and hunted antelope, deer, and elk. And we would go hunting in these mountains called the Crazy Mountains. Well, after I graduated from high school, I went off to college in Texas. And my brother continued to hunt with my father. And it was his senior year. And my brother's a little bit impulsive. He likes to wander off. There were many times when we would hunt where he would just kind of wander and we'd take us a while to find him. Well, they hit an elk. And he, my, they, my brother hit an elk and they didn't put it down. So, so that means they shot the elk, but it didn't die. That's exactly for Thank us non hunters. Yeah, for the non hunters. I'm sorry, I'm using using hunting lingo. And uh, he was using a 243 with a uh, five grain bullet. No, I'm so, anyway. um, Just going deeper. Yeah, good. So uh, he hit it, and what will often happen is if you hit an animal and you don't put it down, animals will run for a while, but then they're hurt and they'll bed down. And if you follow them, follow their blood trail. If there's enough blood, you can follow the trail and you can come up on them. Mm. And then when they get up. To run again, you can you can finish him off. Well, it was getting towards evening, and there was a storm coming in. They're pretty high up in the mountains, about halfway up the, the crazy mountain range. And he wanted to get this elk down and uh, so they could get it cleaned out and in the truck, uh, or drag it to the truck before it got dark. Well, he didn't really communicate very well with my father or the rancher that we were hunting with, a good friend of ours named Alan Lava. And so he just kind of sprinted off. He says, I'm going to try to get up on it. And away he went. Right. With a, in the mountains and with a storm coming. With, in the mountains with a storm. Because he figured, you know, I'll track it for a quarter of a mile and I'll come up on it. And hopefully I can knock it down. Whatever. Yep. I mean, you know, that's usually kind of what your thinking is. And he didn't want to waste any time. Because, you know, communication takes time. We don't want to spend too much time <laughs> doing that. And so he gets... As he's walking along, it's slick, it's uh, snowy, they're up in the mountains, and he slips. He slips kind of down a cliff face. And when I say cliff face, this isn't like 100 feet or anything, but he slips down a, a short cliff face, but it's deep, or it's far enough that he falls and he knocks himself out. Wow. Mm. And he jams his gun, you know. Wow. He still has his gun, he finds it when he gets up, but it's jammed, he can't fire it to let people know where he is. And now, it's nighttime, the storm has moved in, he's disoriented, and um, this is, you know, he's been tracking the elk for a while, so he's kind of pretty far up in the mountains because the elk will, will sprint up to get away. And uh, he's, he starts trying to walk his way out. And he just starts walking around in circles and getting more and more lost. And it's darker and darker, and the visibility is just so minimal because the storm's in. If you've ever been in a mountain storm, you know that those storms really can reduce visibility to just a few feet. And um, it's cold. He's up in the mountains. It's in Montana. It's, I don't know, negative something. Mm. And at that point, he sits down on a stump and wonders to himself, how in the heck am I going to get out of this? Now, the point of the sermon is, put yourself in that kind of mindset. What would be some of the emotions you would be feeling? Mm -hmm. Tommy, what would you be feeling in that situation? I'd probably be pretty scared, I think, primarily. I'd probably think I was not going to survive. <laughs> there, there is that pause. Now, remember, we, we've hunted these mountains. Yeah. So, so the fear of not surviving probably wasn't immediate because <clears throat> he's dressed for it. He's right. got some food. <coughs> and we've hunted in snowy, okay. wintry conditions. But that feeling did set in as the night went on. Right. And then frustration. I think you mentioned anger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why did I get myself there? But, we, but, but like on Sunday, we cannot say what happened yet 
Because we want him to listen to the whole podcast or the whole session yeah. of deep. We don't want them to. But find it's a true story. Yeah, we don't want them to find out he died until. I mean, uh, <laughs> that, we don't want them to find out what happened until later. <laughs> <So>. Stay tuned. <laughs> so I, I, I had a brother. Scott. <laughs> <laughs> His name was Scott. Um, right, and and the reason I wanted people to kind of feel some of those emotions is because I think a lot of those emotions are similar to some of the emotions that we are experiencing in 2020 and 2021. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, granted... hopefully not 22. Hopefully not 22. Uh, Hopefully we are not lost in a forest getting ready to freeze to death, uh, not sure where to go, but we still uh, have our forest. Maybe our forest is a confusion about when the pandemic is going to end. Confusion about our job situation. Uh, A lot of jobs are in flux right now. Tommy, we need to talk to you. Uh, yeah, <laughs> maybe there's just uncertainty about this political. Hopefully you guys aren't listening to too much of the political news because really all they do is just bash each other. It is just ridiculous. Um, they try to make the other side out to be a villain, and we know that the other side's not villain. They just have different opinions. Um, so hopefully you're not listening to too much of that. But if you do listen to too much of that, maybe there's a lot of uncertainty about whether we're going to survive as a country, etc. So some of these emotions, right, not necessarily sitting on a stump in the middle of a storm, but maybe you're sitting on your couch and you're experiencing some of these emotions in your life and in the atmosphere around you. So what do we do? How do we deal with all of these kinds of emotions and uncertainty? Because we need something new in 22. We need something new in 22. We can't allow ourselves to dwell. No. We can't change necessarily the situations around us, but mm-hmm. what we can do is change our attitude towards them. That's right. And so that's why we kind of the first sermon series or first uh, sermon in this sermon series is this idea of a new direction. Okay. Find a new direction. And I like, you know, you've got it at the, uh, you had it at the top of your outline because kind of one of the key verses from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, Paul writes, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, this person is a new creation. The old things have passed away, and behold, new things have come. And that that's, gives us hope Yes, uh, for what can be instead of what has been. Right. In Christ, we can get rid of some of those old things, mm-hmm. some of those old attitudes, some of those old things that have hurt us in the past and become new. Um, and I, I like that a lot. So if you're sitting there, now what's about, back to my brother. You're sitting on that stump. What... You're kind of having some of these despairing thoughts, confusion, anger, a little bit of despair, uncertainty. Um, we can relate to some of those emotions. What would you need to help you feel better? Helicopter? Uh, that would be good. And some of you might be asking, well, where was my father and Alan during all this? Of course, they're driving around looking for my brother. Now, granted, remember, they're a little older uh, at this point. I think my dad was in his six. 50s, Very young. Late 50s. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so they're driving around, and as it gets closer to dark, they're getting a little more frantic. So you're thinking my brother probably would want them to find him, and yes, the answer would be they would. Uh, but he's wandered off over some hills. They're honking the horn. He can't hear him. He's probably mm. knocked out at this point. They almost get stuck way wow. up in the mountains. Wow. And Alan reminded my father, you know, if we get stuck up here, we might not get out. Um and we're not going to do him any good if we're stuck up here as well. So they had to go back to Alan's farmhouse, ranch house, actually, more of a rancher than a farmer, and um, and kind of get settled in for the night and get everybody ready for a massive search effort in the morning. So that's where they are. Wow. So my brother, what would make him feel better is somebody, a guide. Shows up. Mm-hmm. Somebody shows up and says, hey, man, 
Now, this can't be just any guide. If it's just somebody else wandering around lost in the mountains, <laughs> they're just going to be lost together. And who knows if they'll even be good company because they're both going to be grumpy and angry and frustrated. <laughs> cool. So you need more than a guide. You need a guide that has the proper directions, mm -hmm. the guide that knows the way out. Um, and that would probably make my brother feel a lot better. Somebody walks up, I can see you're lost. I know exactly where to go. Wow. Follow me. Yeah. Right? So mm -hmm. a guide who possesses directions. Now here's the good news, and this is obviously... You're saying, what does any of this have to do with Christ? In Jesus, you have both of those things. You have someone who cares enough to come and find you and someone powerful enough to come and guide you. Mm -hmm. So um, John 10, 3 yep. says these very amazing words. He says, the gatekeeper opens the gate for the good shepherd. We don't know who the gatekeeper is. It doesn't matter. But the good shepherd is Christ. And if the sheep recognize his voice, right, the good shepherd's voice, recognize Christ's voice, they will come to him. He will call them by name. Right? Walking up to my brother and saying, Hey, Scott, I see you made a really dumb decision. You got yourself lost in the mountains. Right? Let me help you out. They will call. He will call them by name and guide them to safety. And that's really kind of a key reminder that we have in Jesus. Not only a guide, um, but we have somebody who knows how to get us out of these types of emotions and situations that we often find ourselves in. Pastor Don, are you saying that there are times when we make really dumb decisions and get ourselves in a mess of trouble? You and I, not Tommy. I was say, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Tommy, when have you ever made a dumb decision? Tell us the dumbest decision you've ever... No, I'm kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> I don't have any, so I just can't even... <laughs> Short answer is yes, Scott. That's a really good question. Yeah. I think everybody does. We're yeah. human beings. Yeah. And, I, and I think that's what we're trying to say is that Obviously, Jesus knows <laughs> mm -hmm. that we make some pretty silly decisions at times. Sometimes, maybe it's not intentional. Right. Uh, we just don't have the right data, or it's emotional, or whatever, but, but we do it. And mm -hmm. then, it isn't like we don't need help at other times, too, but that's when, it's, when we're lost is when we especially mm -hmm. need the guide. And you know, sometimes we get lost by the decisions we make. We kind of wander off track. Uh, and sometimes we get lost by getting knocked off track, yeah. like with a pandemic yep. or, or just a confusing time where you lose a job or you get an illness and you really took pretty good care of yourself, but you get ill and you just there's nothing you can do about it. You know, it's interesting, another rancher analogy here. Um, my rancher friend, Alan, says, you know, cows don't get lost on purpose. <laughs> they, munch, they munch themselves to lostness. Oh, look, there's a nice little, some nice green grass over there. So they wander over there. And then they see some nice grass that's kind of through the fence, and maybe there's a weak spot in the fence, so they lean through the fence, and they go get that grass, and then they get across the road. Next thing you know, they're lost because they've munched, they've munched themselves to lostness. Mm -hmm. And I think that's not a bad analogy yeah. For, yeah. for human beings like as well. Because you might not even realize that we're getting lost until we're already deep yeah. in it. Yeah, you know? <laughs> it's, exactly, it's exactly right. And the good news in midst of that is that However that happens or, or whatever's going on, there's still hope for us, too. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and so here's, to find the new direction, to find your way out of those kind of situations where you're feeling confused or uncertain, um, not sure where to go, uh, if you can remember that Jesus can be the guide for you, there's a few things that you need to do with that in mind. And the, and the first one is, of course, just you got to trust the guide. None of this does any good if you don't, really believe that Jesus is that person that can lead you through the difficult, uncertain, um, confusing moments in your life. 
Right. Is it normal for that to be hard? I think it is. Because <laughs> <laughs> nothing in society points you to that really except the church. Mm-hmm. Society says, listen to Dr. Phil. Society says, check your horoscope. Yeah. Uh, trust yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, and not that society's bad. I'm not painting society out to be bad, but their priorities and the, the things that they point us to are very different than mm-hmm. the things that God's Word points us to. I was picking up some groceries the other morning, and uh, I parked by a car that had a you know, business placard on the side, and it was a psychic mm. setting, tell you your future and your past and all of that. And I was kind of waiting around for them, just just you know, say, tell me how you do this. Yeah. Because as far as I know, that doesn't work. <laughs> I mean, if it does, I'm like, why are you driving an old car? <laughs> and why didn't you bet on the Raiders in, you know, football games? You're not a very you know good psychic, are you? <laughs> You're in <laughs> Vegas, baby. <laughs> and I think on Sunday you mentioned, like, our ego gets in, in the way of us trusting. Is that just, like, a result of the fall? Or, I mean, yeah. how, it's just sometimes it feels so conflicting to be like, why is it so hard for me to just trust? But... I know that that's what is meant for me. So why is it so hard to do? You know, it's almost like... Right. I mean, it's a whole sermon. Pride. Yeah. Pride is considered yeah. one of the, the deadliest of sins. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't need help. I can do this on my own. And that's also very societal. Yep. Especially America. There's other societies that are a little bit more dependent upon one another. But America is a very... Uh, do it yourself. Uh, do it yourself kind of yeah, society. I mean, you know, you're, pull yourself up the pioneer mentality. Mm-hmm. You're tough. You can handle this. Yeah. And, there's, and there's really some benefits to that. But what that... some. Uh, things that detract from that are the fact that you won't go seek help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You don't yeah. trust it. It's seen as a sign of weakness. Almost. Seen as a sign of, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. If you can't handle it yourself, well, then what's wrong with you? You mm-hmm. know, a real, real man or a real woman mm-hmm. takes care of it themselves. Right. Yeah. And it's okay, especially when we're looking to God, mm-hmm. who we know through Jesus, to seek help. I think that's one of the reasons sometimes going through a really difficult time where we absolutely lose control can be one of the best things that happen to us not in the moment but because it helps it just really shakes us uh, into the realization that wow i cannot handle Mm -hmm. all these things myself and i really this is so completely out of my control Mm -hmm. you know because that's really what got my brother in trouble is initially he just kept walking he was going to walk himself out of that situation and all he did was make himself more and more lost Mm -hmm. whereas maybe if he would have stopped when he woke came to right he might have heard the horn, kind of unclear on the time frame when he actually, how long he was knocked out. But maybe he'd have heard my, my dad and Alan calling for him or whatever. But he just, he kept trying to get himself out of it. And because he tried to keep getting himself out of it, he just got himself more and more into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, some people say, um, the Bible says that, some people say the Bible says God doesn't give us more than we can handle. And the Bible doesn't say that. It says no. we're not tempted beyond what we can handle. But the reality is, we all have more than we can handle, which is why we need a guide. Exactly. Well, and, and you see so many references to the shepherd and the sheep, and yep. it's just like, clearly that's used frequently because sheep are so reliant on the shepherd, and and that's something that we need to pay attention to. Yeah, yeah and I, that, and I don't like to be called a sheep, because we've had this sermon before. Sheep are dumb, <laughs> but they are very reliant upon a shepherd. Yeah. Uh, they just don't survive very well without some somebody there to guide them. Mm-hmm. So I think... That's why the Bible uses that analogy, is that reminder that we, don't, we also don't survive very well if we're not connected. No, we'll survive, yeah. and we can probably stumble through life okay, mm-hmm. but I want more than okay. Right. Yep. 
Yeah, and I love the fact, you know, Jesus said, I've come to give you life abundantly. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean necessarily possessions and all that kind of stuff. But I think that life can be more fulfilling and more purposeful in that when we're connected to him as our guide. Right, right. And, you know, we keep talking about the guide, guide. And why, why do we use that? Well, the Bible is just uh, just full of references to Jesus as that shepherd, as that guide. Mm -hmm. The 23rd Psalm, many of you probably know this. If any, even people that are marginally... Uh, connected to the church are aware of the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. And look at this. In that, I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows, and I love this. And he leads me beside still waters. If you need a little rest, you need a little comfort in your life, God is the one that will lead you. The shepherd, Jesus, is the one that will lead you to those quiet places, those still waters. He restores my soul. Once again, that's a what a great phrase. Mm -hmm. Who doesn't need a little bit of soul restoration once in a while? And this is a great scripture that reminds us that, that is, we find that in God. You're not going to find that in the things of the world. You're going to find that in God. And then the very end of it, I kind of jumped to the end of it. It says, Yea, though I walk through the darkest valley, or yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, whichever translation same, means the same thing. I will not be afraid, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort and guide me. Please note one thing here. You don't often get to leave the forest right away. It takes a while to walk out of the mountains. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. It doesn't say, yea, though I get out of the valley. Yea, though I go around the valley. Mm -hmm. It says, yea, though I continue to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I don't have to be afraid. I don't have to be as confused. I don't have to be as uncertain because I know that God is guiding me through it. You know, sometimes um, I, I like the use of the word guide mm. because sometimes people say, you know, well, I've, Jesus is my Lord and we have a harder time in our society. Well, what does that mean? Mm -hmm. And I think Jesus is my guide, my mm -hmm. trusted guide is a, a way of expressing that too, is that this is someone we can cling to, trust, count on, mm -hmm. uh, have full confidence in um, that our guide, Christ, is going to get us through stuff. Mm -hmm. It's going to be there for us. Two times my brother thought about stopping when he was sitting on that stump the first time. He's like, and he said he kind of just started to despair a little bit. And I don't know, he's several hours into it. Um, it had gotten dark at this point. And then, so now he starts walking again. And uh, at one point, he's starting to get pretty cold. It's cold. Um, he's layered up, but, I mean, you can only layer up so much in that kind of cold. And he stops to try to build a fire. So what he does, he breaks open some of his bullets. Remember, his gun is, is pretty messed up, pretty jammed up. So he breaks open some bullets. You know, he takes out his knife, his hunting knife, and he breaks off the tip, and he puts some, and he tries to get some bark and stuff, and he pours gunpowder on it. And he's got matches. That's all part of our survival gear when you hunt, especially if you're hunting up in the mountains. You got food, you got matches, um, yeah, you got a way to start fire. In a, in a driving snowstorm, it's not quite as easy to start a fire. And so he's now he's he's still he's he's kind of squatting over this, and he's trying to start the start the gunpowder, and the wind's blowing, and the snow's coming down. And he can't get it going. And he says at that point is when he starts to get really cold. And he realizes, i got to keep moving. Um, and I bring that up because there's this great text in Isaiah 40. Those who trust in the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk 
and not faint. And there's there's a whole lot more. If, if you ever wanted just a great text, just go read Isaiah 40 and like, like 28 through 32. It's just a beautiful text about God, God giving us strength and power in the midst of our lives. But this little summary reminds us sometimes those that trust in the Lord, I mean, that's kind of a key phrase. Once again, you're not trusting your psychic, you're not trusting uh, in, your, in yourself as much. Those who trust in the Lord, sometimes you get the strength to soar, sometimes you get the strength to run and not be weary, and sometimes you get the strength to just walk. And I love that little progression, soar, run, walk, because sometimes if life's beating you up pretty bad, it's all you can do to just keep walking. Mm-hmm. But with God, at least you're always moving forward yep. when you're trusting in God. He gives you the strength. Not necessarily to take the situation away, but to continue to walk your way through that valley, to walk your way through that forest. Does your brother ever say if, like, in that moment he felt like he didn't have the strength? Oh, a couple times. He said a couple times he just wanted to stop and rest. I mean, um, you know, because he's not walking down a, a city street. <laughs> he's walking through snowy mountains. So Sometimes that snows up to his knees. Sometimes it's up to his hips. That is... That's tough. Work. If you've ever walked in that kind of stuff, that... It's real. It's amazing how far he walked in those kind of conditions. He literally walked miles and miles, and that doesn't count. That's just from one place to another, which you'll, we'll get to in a bit. And that doesn't count the wandering around that he did. He probably he doesn't know exactly, but just kind of knowing where he was and where he ended up and so forth, he probably ended up walking about fifteen to twenty miles that night. And I guess my point of the question is because I I think even if you you know are you know, trusting and having that renewed strength through our God that it might not feel like it in the moment that you have that strength. It's almost like you kind of are, you know, Mm. going back to the trust, like you're kind of just trusting that eventually you will. Like if he didn't even feel like he had that strength, but, you know, I don't know, I just see a lot of parallels there. Yeah, and you saying that and what you said about the distance too, I think sometimes we, you know, might get through a situation or close to getting through and then you look back and realize how far you can. Mm-hmm. And there's no way you would have done that on your own. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You almost don't realize it when you're in it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because you're like, you're just trudging and it's weary and you, you, you want to be running and soaring and really all you're able to do is just walk, mm-hmm. but at least you're still walking. You know, and I think of some of the people in our congregation, some of whom are watching now too, and some of the things they've gone through. Oh boy, yeah. And, you know, you're here and uh, you're doing it and it hasn't been easy, but God's been your guide, Jesus has been your guide. And that's how you keep on going. Well, and I think it's important, too, that you're, you guys are, like, drawing attention to that it's not easy. Because I think that can be a misconception of, like, the Christian faith in general. Like, oh, yeah, it's supposed to be this easy, like, if I believe in God, then it's just everything comes easy. And we all, you know, but it's not really like no. that. It's actually the opposite. It is, you know, we believe because it's not easy. Well, not because only that reason, but you know what I mean? Right, yeah. I mean, faith is, it's... It's easy. That's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, I, I'm just going to leave it at that, Tommy. I'm not going to try to expand on that. <laughs> that's anymore. why we have Tommy here. Yeah, that's right. Because <laughs> right. I think you said it really, really well. Um, I, I dumb it down for us non pastoral folks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's this text in Colossians um, that kind of speaks to what Tommy was saying about trying to do it on your own. When it says, don't shuffle along with your eyes to the ground, absorbed with only the things that are right in front of you, right? Um, Look up and be alert. And when you're really struggling, that 
is very easy to do is just just put your head down and just shuffle along, right? You're just trying to keep moving forward. And this is that reminder that when you're struggling, don't lose sight of God. Mm -hmm. Look up a little bit. Try to look at your life with a little bit bigger picture. Try to remember it's not all up to you. And I love this. It says, look up. Let me see if I can find it. Look up, be alert to what is going on with Christ. When we hurt, we want often want to close in. And, and kind of create the shell of protection around ourselves. And we don't let other people in. We don't let God in. We don't let the support systems in that God has placed in our lives because uh, maybe we don't want to bother them. Um, we don't. Maybe it's that pride thing. I got this. I don't need your help. Whatever it is. And, and this is that reminder that when you get in that situation, you have got to continue to look up and look at where God is working in this situation rather than just kind of shuffle along with your head to the ground. Because that's just so exhausting if you try to do it yourself like that. Because God promises, I'll be with you always until the end of time. So there is, you have to, should have no doubt in your mind that God is with you in the midst of that difficult time. But if you don't feel God or you don't see God, He's not the one that's moved. Right? He's not the one that's shut you out. Stay open to God to walk through those difficult times. All right. Good stuff. And then finally, Pastor Scott, what's that third point? The third point is you've got to follow the guide. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have a guide and you don't follow him, the guide you're says, still lost. Let's go this way. Yeah. And you're like, you know, yeah, it doesn't seem mind. right to me. I think I'm going to go this way. You've got to follow the guide. I think Jesus does that all the time because he whispers to us, right? He yeah. whispers, follow me this way, this way. This is the path. Here's the direction. And you're like, nah, I think I'm going to go this way. <laughs> There's more money this way. There's, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, this, is, this is more fun. Uh, this and is more fulfilling in the moment. Is, it's more comfortable to choose this way than this way. Well, and what did he say to the first disciples? Follow me. Follow me. You know, follow him. Yeah. Follow his teachings. Follow his ways. Follow his guidance. You know, in the life of Jesus, there's a lot of people that chose not to follow him. Mm-hmm. You read in the Bible quite a bit that people were like, yeah, yeah, you're pretty awesome, but... No, <laughs> I don't agree with it. Wow, that what you said. I don't like that. I'm not going to follow you anymore. That doesn't happen today, of course. No, no, no one in our world would rather go their own way than follow Jesus. Um, but Jesus reminds us that He is the way, the truth, and the life. Right? If if you want to know the way, if you want to know the truth, if you want to know the life, it, you follow Jesus. It's kind of kind of clear. Um, and I think, you know, because, well, how do I do that? Well, ask him. You know, maybe your prayer in the morning is get up. Lord, help me to follow you today. Be my guide today. Help mm-hmm. remind me. Uh, let your spirit remind me when I start tracking off in the wrong direction. And it, it, it doesn't have to be that hard because mm-hmm. I believe he wants, you know, he'll see that as a sincere prayer of our heart. and. Yeah. You know that can help tremendously. Just about staying connected to the guide. Yeah. You know, if you're in a bad, if you're in a bad storm, sometimes people rope themselves together. Um, you can have a guide, but if you're not able to see him, or you're so distracted, or you're not connected to that guy, that guy's not going to do you any good. So, you, how do you rope yourself to Jesus uh, through worship, through prayer, through studying His Word a little bit? There's a lot of guidance in God's Word mm-hmm. uh, through being around other Christians. Doesn't mean that you exclusively have to be around other Christians, but other Christians will often. Remember, Christians are people. They mess up as well. But uh, more than not, uh, Christians will offer you good guidance. Mm -hmm. I want to jump in there because I was talking with another pastor last week, and we realized we had some common background. 
And he said, well, how did you decide to go to the seminary? And I said, you know, I've been struggling with that for a long time, wondering how do I know what God's will is? And I asked another pastor, which is who we had in common, and, and that pastor said, go talk to about five or six other Christians who know you well. Tell them what you're thinking mm-hmm. what you're, and, and see what they say. Mm-hmm. And he said, if, if all of them are in agreement, he said, I think God often guides us through what other Christians help us see. Mm-hmm. And when I did that, it really gave me some clarity, too, to say, you know what, this isn't a stupid idea. And, and that helped me that. make that decision uh, to go... Um, to seminary. So, um, Psalm 21, 121. I lift my eyes up to the hills. Where does my help come from? I love that it asks us that question. Maybe we pause there for a second because we often just continue to read. But where does your help come from? And maybe that's a question we would ask you today. Where do you turn for guidance when you are lost in the forest? When you are lost in life? Then it answers it for us. My help comes from the Lord. Because remember, he made heaven and earth. I think that's a wonderful reminder. Uh, your problem that you're dealing with, I'm pretty sure the creator of the universe has got the power to help you through it. Mm-hmm. He will not let your foot slip. And I love this. The God who watches over you will not sleep. God doesn't get tired. He doesn't get weary. He doesn't get in a bad mood. People do. <laughs> but God doesn't. The Lord watches over you. He watches over your life. Um, he doesn't purge the predators, right? The coyotes and the wolves still roam around in the forest. Um, he doesn't remove the forest. He doesn't lift up all the trees. Uh, but he continues to give you the strength you need and the guidance you need to continue to move forward through it, to get you back on the path and on the right direction. Um, so. What happened to your brother? What happened to my brother? He died. And uh, that just shows to show you why you should never get yourself lost in the mountains. Would you go join me in a word of prayer? Let's pray. All right, don't stop. (laughs) Don't turn it off. What happened to your brother? Uh, Obviously, he's still around. He's funny, though. He really didn't learn his lesson. (laughs) (laughs) What you're telling me? He didn't. He's so stubborn. Anyway, love you, bro, if you ever watch this. But, man, you're stubborn. All right. But isn't that all of us? Yeah. 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 I mean. (laughs) So what, what really saved his bacon was that the storm moved on. Mountain storms will often do that. If you've been up in the mountains, you, you can, you'll know storms. I got caught in a mountain storm one time when I was hiking up in Yellowstone. And it was in. It blew all my stuff all to pieces. It almost started a forest fire because I didn't put my fire out in time. And then an hour later, hour and a half later, it was gone. So these storms will roll in. Well, this one was there a little bit longer. But uh, somewhere in the middle of the night, the storm rolled off. So now he had some visibility. And that's mm-hmm. a big deal, being able to see. Hmm. And so he was able to kind of identify a high point that he could walk up to. And so he, I don't know, it took him a while to get up there, but he gets up there and now he's able to look around a little bit and he sees some lights, Mm. right? And what he saw was the city of Big Timber, town, it's not a city, town of about (laughs) a thousand people, the town of Big Timber, way too far away. He's never going to reach there. But what it did is seeing the light allowed him to, to kind of have a point of reference so he mm. could start, he could stop walking around in circles and start walking in mm. a straighter direction. Um, so he started walking and he'd get down, you know, kind of wandering, he'd get back up to another high point and then he'd correct, oh, there's a the lights. And so he just knew that he had to start walking towards, kind of walking in a straight direction. 
And eventually what that did is it led him into a fence. There's, you know, some fences up there. He's obviously had to work his way through the mountains. They don't have mountains way high in the fences, but he was able to kind of get down in some foothills. And he ran into a fence. He followed the fence to a, a, a track, which was a, far, a rancher had wandered through there at some point. So he was able to identify as a track. He followed the track to a little bit of a road. And then he was able to follow the road to another light, which was a ranch house. And so about four o'clock in the morning, he knocks on that rancher's door. He is a abominable snowman at this time. He is covered completely in ice and snow. He says even his face that wasn't covered uh, is just completely covered in ice, you know, from the sweat and the snot. And he just got too tired to wipe anything away. So he knocks on this rancher's door. Uh, it's basically a human walking, a human icicle. Mm. Uh, the rancher obviously answers the door with a gun because that just knock on your door at four o'clock in the morning out in the middle of nowhere. Um, takes him kind of into a, a welcome area, puts him on a couch, and um, hmm. said, my brother said it took him about 10, 15 minutes before he could even talk. Everything was just yeah. so frozen and just, uh, and he was just so exhausted. Oh. But eventually he was able to kind of tell him who he was, uh, who he was, you know, tell him Alan's name. The rancher knew Alan. There's, the rancher's a small community up there around Big Timber. So they were able to call Alan for... 4.30, and this is, you know, the sun's coming up at 6 o'clock, sheriff's ready, Alan and my dad are ready, you know, they got, I don't, I don't think they had a chopper, that was a long time ago, but they, there was guy, other ranchers were ready, uh, they were going to go up there, and they were able to call off the search, and they drove around, it took them two and a half, three and a half hours to get around the mountains, my brother had wow. walked so far, wow. that he'd literally, if we started, if he started hunting here, he had walked up and over the mountains, and came down on the other side, and they had to go all the way around this mm. this mountain range to get to him so um and that's how my brother survived because he saw the light hmm. hmm there's a bible verse there i am the light of the world jesus says whoever follows me will not have to walk in darkness but will have the light of life those lights save my brother's life mm -hmm. the light of christ can save yours and not only that, can save you a lot of confusion, can deliver you from confusion, from anger, from lostness. Those who follow me, who follow the guide, can have the light of life. Amen. Yeah. Wow. There you go. And I think, too, like my last thing I wanted to add was that I feel like it doesn't have to be a big monumental Good point, like thing that you're life going through. It doesn't yeah. have to be life and death. It doesn't it, have to be cancer. It could be your day-to-day -day that feels hard, <sighs> and it could still apply. I, and I think that's probably where most people are, mm -hmm. in just the day-to-day -day confusion. You know, you fight, you fight with your spouse. You're not getting along with your kids. Um, your neighbor's driving you nuts. Your boss is... Yeah. A jerk. Mm -hmm. Watch it, Tommy. <laughs> yeah, you know, you hit traffic. Like, uh -huh. <laughs> traffic on the way to work, or whatever it could be, mm -hmm. that kind of could spin you, send you spinning into this court sort of feeling. Yeah. Um, but it's not hard to apply all of this and kind of jump yourself back out of it. Yeah, because if 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 worship is the only way you connect to God, you know, twice a month, um, that's tough. You're not going to be following the guide very easily. You probably need to have kind of a daily connection, mm -hmm. maybe even sometimes a multi-day connection with the guide. Yeah. I like it. It's yeah. a good, good, good start. jump yes. into the new year. I'm excited for this sermon series. Something new.
in 22. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Those mm-hmm. of you tuning in to Good News from Good Sam, our podcast, and all the major podcast uh, providers, and those of you watching online right now or later as well here on mm-hmm. Facebook. So, yeah. God bless. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us for this episode of Good News from Good Sam. We ask that you would join us again for our next podcast as we continue to go deeper. And remember to subscribe to the show where you listen to podcasts so that you don't miss an episode. And again, I'm Pastor Scott. And I'm Pastor Don. Thanks for listening, and we just hope you have a great day. Amen.